Pray with me if you would. Father, we thank you for this time and opportunity to share your word. We ask God now that you would bless it, both the word and the, the giver of the word, that these your people might be edified and that you might be glorified because of our time together. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray and give you thanks. Amen. In 1976, the Grammy Award-winning artist Stevie Wonder penned a song on his album, Songs in the Key of Life, entitled, Love's in Need of Love. It, the lyrics go something like this. Good morning or evening, friends. Here's your friendly announcer. I have serious news to pass on to everybody. What I'm about to say could mean the world's disaster, could change your joy and laughter to tears and pain. It's that love's in need of love today. Don't delay, send yours in right away. Hate's going round, breaking many hearts. Stop, stop it please, before it's gone too far. For the past few weeks, I've been thinking about this song and how much we could all use a little more love. I thought about how it appears to be a shortage on love these days and how hate's going around breaking many hearts. I'm asking us to stop it. Stop it, please, before it's gone too far. As we look at the social and political unrest taking place all over the world right now, we could all use an extra dose of love. Donna Ross's hit, The What the World's Need Now, has never rang truer than, than 2020. When we think about how much death we are experiencing as a result of COVID-19, how much hate we are experiencing because of the racial tensions we are facing, how much instability we are experiencing because of the political climate all over the world, we can't help but say that love's in need of love today. This song is about love in modern times and how the world and its meaning seems to have been seems to be fading. It invites people to give give a chance to love and to stop the hate that we're seeing. The friends found in the scripture that was read in our hearing is a perfect example of how we should love one another. It lines up with the scripture in Luke found in Luke 10:27 that says, "Love your neighbor as yourself." How did these two friends come to love one another so quickly when they never met. The question, the question that came to mind for me was, who really loves like Jonathan and David? Who loves themselves, their neighbors as themselves? People use the term friend pretty casually these days. Some folk believe they have friends because they have 5,000 friends on social media. And that's how people are beginning to connect one another with one another, not in person, but on, on a platform on an internet. This is a tremendous contrast from the relationship that was shared between Jonathan and David. Seriously, television and electronic devices have really caused us to become disconnected isolated and reclusive, not just from our friends, but our family too. It's been so distracting that we've begun to lose the desire for human interaction. We have become so detached from the human touch 
that we bank online so we no longer connect with the bank teller. We pay for our gas at the pump so there's no attendant contact. We check our own grocers in the grocery store so there's no cashier interaction. With the pandemic, we Zoom and teleconference so we don't even have to go to a business meeting anymore. Even pre-COVID, we were beginning to disconnect. You know, it's frightening when you can transact business with people you've never met in person, don't know how honest they really are, don't know their character or integrity, don't know what they're really like, and you don't much care. All we really want to know is, will you fulfill your end of the contract, or, or can you fill out an electronic form and do what you're supposed to do and then send me my cash app, my PayPal, or my Venmo? Outside of the pandemic we're in, the technological world is cutting us off from the human race and connecting us to a, a divide that is digitally done and we're missing it big time. There used to be a time when we enjoyed fellowshipping with one another. Now it seems like our main concern is how much, how much time do we have to get to our next appointment, our next place, our next appearance, and convene our next meeting. Rarely do we stop long enough to know, get to know the people that we've encountered in a day. A few years ago, my cousin stopped by my house as I was on my way out of the door. She said, Lisa, I really need to talk to you. And I said, make it quick. I have a meeting to go to. She continued by saying, the doctors have given up on Calvin, who was her husband. There's not anything else they can do for him. I'm coming to ask if you would preach his eulogy. I felt like I was about the size of a flea. I was so busy trying to get to the next meeting, I really had not even paused to notice her countenance to really see what she was feeling when she came in. Needless to say, I didn't make it to the meeting. I'm not completely crazy or disconnected to the point where I would even try to make it to a meeting at this point. At the beginning of the movie Crash, Don Cheadle says that we are so hungry for the human touch that we will just crash into somebody. Who have we become as a people that we no longer understand the importance of just reaching out and touching somebody? It, it, that's not just a Diana Ross song either. It's really an invitation. Let me support my claim. Research was done at the University of Alabama that suggests that a significant there's a need for significant touch in human beings and in order for infants to survive they must have the human touch. The study that was done in 1986, 34 years ago, suggested that there's a major connection with premature infants and the effect of human touch. It stated that a mother interacts with her newborn child. Much of the interaction is physical. The mother usually caresses and strokes the baby every day. Several experiments have indicated that stroking and massaging promotes growth. A later study was done in 1996, 24 years ago, that suggests that 20 premature infants received massages 45 minutes per day for 10 days and 20 premature infants received no massage at all. The results showed that massage infants gained 47% more weight, were more active and more alert. At eight months, massage infants were still showing a weight advantage along with more advanced cognitive and motor development. This study further states that there are gender differences in regards to being touched 
by others. It states that women are more likely to touch, kiss, and embrace friends and family, while men are tend to limit their touch to handshakes, regardless to your gender. Research has shown that those who are comfortable touching others are more cheerful, less conforming, and less suspicious of others' motives. I went to a nursing home a few years ago to do ministry, and a woman reached out to, to shake my hand, and she held on me to so, so for so long that I got concerned, but then the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, it's been a long time since she's been able to touch someone. Just stay with her, be present to her allow her to feel the human connection and it did more for my spirit than I think it would ever do for hers because it reminded me that a simple touch is sometimes all that we need. Together we become a living active instrument of connection when we reach out and touch somebody. Isn't that what we all really hope for in our community? You know, it's scary to me when we are more connected to the people on This Is Us or some Netflix show than we are to our next door neighbor. I'm glad we haven't found a way to raise our children with technology, or have we? Because many mamas are popping their babies in front of a laptop or an iPad and not really noticing that their child can't go to an educational website but no, all of the hip hop websites, all of the YouTube videos, all of the things that won't benefit them in the long term. It's time for us to get back to a place where we genuinely love one another and excited about having a personal relationship with people, being interactive with our family and friends. So my question is, what kind of love is this between David and Jonathan? Well, it connects with the scripture found in Luke 10, 29 that says, who is my neighbor? What does that mean? It's a good question. Stop and think about it. Your neighbor is any person you have an encounter with, and because of that experience, life is better. What kind of love is this that Jonathan and David experience? It's an agape love. It's a love that was unconditional, a love that didn't have dollar signs attached to it a love that knew no end, a love that was truly covenant because it, without exchanging one vow, they loved each other until death did them part. Sounds sort of like how Jesus loves us. When we look at David and think about all of the writings from Psalms that he, he wrote, he was a loving person. He says, O oh Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth in Psalm 8. In Psalm 18, he says, I love you fervently and devotedly, O my Lord of strength. David knew how to love, but the scripture says that Jonathan loved him immediately. I asked what kind of love was this that Jonathan had for David. I'm not sure all of what it was, but what I do know that true friends are are gifts. They make us better people. So when God gives us the opportunity to share in friendship where we feel like we are one soul that lives in two bodies, we're blessed. When we still have the opportunity to let the people that we love know that we love them, not just in word, but we show them in our deeds, it's a gift. The Lord asks, how will people know that we belong to him? It's by our love. So what kind of love is this? I have three points and I'm gonna let you go. It's a love that communicates. One pivotal key to any healthy relationship is communication. If you expect to have a good, faithful, and fruitful relationship with anybody, you must be able to communicate. Poor communication is a killer in any relationship.
The word communication has at its root commune. This means to talk intimately. The, to talk intimately, intimately means to have connection with another person. I said intimate, not sexual. Stop dealing with people at the surface. Allow someone to see you at the spirit level. So what kind of love is this? It's a love that communicates, but it's also a love that's commit, a committed love. Commitment in a relationship is as important as breathing is to surviving. A pastor friend of mine, always telling jokes, said one morning at a prayer breakfast, he told us that the chicken participated in the breakfast we had eaten, but the pig was committed. The chicken could lay eggs and keep moving, but the pig had to give up his life for us to be able to eat that pork. So you must get involved to have impact. No one is impressed with the win-loss record of the referees. So are you in the game? Are you committed to a relationship? Jonathan was torn between his dad and David, but he told David in verse 20, chapter 20, verse 9, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. It tells us that Jonathan was committed. So it's a love that communicates and a love that is committed. And finally, it's a love from Christ. It's wonderful to have a companion like David and Jonathan, a prayer warrior like Samuel, an elder like Nathan, but there's not a friend like the lowly Jesus, no, not one. If Jesus is not at the core of your friendship or your relationship, it is destined to, de to demise. Proverbs 18.24 tells us that a man with many companions may come to ruin, but there's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. He sticks closer to the, to, than a brother. His name is Jesus. We say that God is love, but how do we say we love God whom we've never seen and hate our brother that we see every day? Reverend Richard McBride wrote, if, the love, if love is the soul of Christian existence, it must be at the heart of every other Christian virtue. For example, justice without love is legalism. Faith without love is ideology. Hope without love is self-centeredness. Forgiveness without love is self-abasement. I know a lot of people who love me and I love them back, but none of them intercedes on my behalf every day the way that Jesus does. And so Jesus has invited us to love our neighbor as ourself. And if we are a representative of him, then we will represent him by our love. I pray that you will get the message through this word that we are to love our neighbor as ourselves, that we are to stick with one another. I'm glad that the father loved us so much that he sent his only son that we would have everlasting life. That means no matter how far we go, God's love is deep enough, wide enough, and long enough to stretch wherever we are. What kind of love is this? It's a love that communicates. It's a love that is committed. And it's a love from Christ. That's what kind. Be blessed.